Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where we figure out how to do stuff and try and do something good every week and report back. Uh, just t- share some of our information that we've gleaned in our long lives on how to do well on stuff. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. This sounds like a really compelling episode. My name's Ivanka Magic. And this week we're going to talk about how to make things that people like on the internet mainly internet things that people like we're not going to say any buzzwords we're going to talk honestly and openly from our own experiences i've made a viral video in my time that's got millions of views so maybe that is means that you might want to listen to me but also i want to kind of broach this problem of how do you make something that is worthy and has values and you're trying to kind of make a political statement perhaps but is also appealing enough that people will sit through it or actually click on it in the first place. I think we do know some stuff that might be useful and also in talking about it, under the guise of pretending to give advice, <laughs> we, might, mm. we, we might draw some useful conclusions for ourselves which will help us work exactly. out what we could or should be doing. Exactly. That's the idea. How are you doing, Ivanka? I'm doing okay. It's very rainy. Been out with my waterproofs, with the the child in a backpack. I got very wet coming in this morning. My trousers are soggy and it's just a disaster. Luckily, the rain's calmed down a bit, but you may hear a bit of it beating against my skylight. Have you managed to do some good deeds this week? Beyond your automatic ones or including your automatic ones? I don't know, is the honest answer. Have you been thinking about it? I've been it? thinking about it. I've been thinking about whether I should be doing that sort of mad, oh, shit, I haven't done anything new. Let's give some money to charity, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which we've decided isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, mm. So I have, uh, I bought, my, my cousin who's staying with me, I bought her a, a reusable water bottle because she kept coming into my house with plastic bottles <laughs> of water. It's <laughs> like, this must end. Here you go. And I have uh, switched my search engine to that one that plants trees. Oh, what's that? Cosia. Don't know how you say it. And is it of any use as a search engine? Well, this is my problem. (laughs) So I use, on my phone, I use DuckDuckGo, or have done, and I've now switched to the tree planting one. But I do every so often have to go google.com search <laughs> because you're like, yeah. oh, come on, duck, duck, go. Just because you're protecting my privacy doesn't mean you can't show me the things I want to see on the internet. Both duck, duck, go and Ecosia rely on Bing, which is a different search experience. Then the other things I've done, these are very small things. I'd like, I was thinking, I was walking back from nursery today and I was thinking, how many things more, because I've been steadily changing my life for many years. Mm. And so what more can I do? Oh my, woe is me. We we spent more money on our house in Croatia, putting all that insulation on the outside. We could have not done that. You know, things like that. But then you can always do more, I've decided. So for example, I've always had green electricity. I switched to ecotricity because they proudly and loudly talk about being anti-fracking and they talk Mm. about so they're they're more than just an energy provider in my view they actually put some extra work into trying to evangelize the use of clean energy so they deserve Mm. some of my money so those kind of things but I didn't do that last week I didn't I'm, Mm. I'm stretching so here's an exercise I was thinking about a point system for this. Oh, yeah. So we could start keeping score. Right. Maybe. And I thought I've come up with some sort of tentative scores for last week and we can sort of discuss them for this week for yours and mine. Okay. And then maybe we can start kind of thinking in terms of how many points we're accumulating. And you can sort of like put in your ones that you're doing automatically, like your electricity and enduring these dodgy search engines um <laughs> but I, I i quite like a sort of like plus five minus five scale 
that's okay. sort of kind of logarithmic. It's like an escalating scale. So five is like massive, but one is like, you know, I did a little thing today. And then, so think of it like Uber stars, but there's also like negative Uber stars. So maybe it's not, or maybe it's, it's like Grand Theft Auto wanted stars more than anything else. Never so if you get like one, the police will run after you. If you get two, they'll start shooting at you. If you get four, they'll be like um, helicopters flying around, like chasing after you. If you get five stars, the army's out, you know, there's tanks. So that's sort of like escalating scale. I think that was what was in the back of my mind when I thought of this scale. Wanted stars, I guess, is one way. And then Uber oh, stars no. is the other way. So <laughs> I for don't example, know. last week when I talked about the fact that I had to buy a plastic bottle of water... That's, so I've given you minus one for that tentatively. Okay, fair enough. Right? Um, and then because you mentioned buy, buying a disposable coffee, minus one, and then minus one for taking a taxi. But then you got plus one for stopping a mansplaining cabbie and discussing plastics and sh maybe. I maybe gave you a plus one for that. I don't know if you feel that's reasonable. I was not sure what you should get for persuading your mother to join Extinction Rebellion. Maybe two, maybe three. What do you think? Mm, two. My mum's I gave you two. Target. I settled on two. Um, volunteering with the kids, I gave you a plus three. Mm. And then uh, two for your uh, charity organisation stuff that you've been working on. Mm. So Told that you means quite well. your net score last week was, what, six, seven, eight, seven, six, five, like plus five. I think I was probably harsher on myself. I, I Maybe that's... I gave myself minus five for failing to help the person screaming outside, but I think that's probably just an emotional thing. But I'm going to say minus three. I don't know. I or maybe it is minus uh, five. Given where you live and your previous examples of, like, living in Brixton and, mm. you know, living on a road where people do get up to all sorts of shenanigans mm. of an evening and it could have been, you know, I think there is a contextual score... Mm. Yeah, so I think it should be more like it's. What's the difference between me interrupting a mansplaining taxi driver and you not responding to somebody? I mean, if well, I think it's partly that I'd resolved to try and intervene in something like that, and then like maybe if I hadn't been planning on keeping an ear out for that sort of thing and hadn't, I don't know. I think maybe I would have, have I wouldn't even notice, and I wouldn't give myself a negative score. But because I was specifically supposed to be thinking about that sort of thing i've been a bit harsh on myself but i had minus five before but i think that's but just by me that being logic stupid. by that logic i yeah. should have minus five for buying a plastic bottle of water because i actively seek to not do that mm. okay all right so, well let's give me minus what, what should one. we give me for that then minus, minus one. one okay yeah. i was very tired all right thank you it's not because you're tired it's no, that no, wasn't the it's reason for you. I, I might. I still feel like. Anyway, there's a minus for that. Okay. But then also because I wasn't paying attention to as many things, it's almost like you've kind of deducted points for a lot of things you noticed that you didn't do, whereas I probably did buy a plastic bottle last week, but wouldn't have thought to give myself a negative point for it. So I don't know. I think there's a sort of certain frame of reference to these scores that it's hard to know if they can be directly compared. But I want to, just want to see how it pans out. I gave a decent chunk to that Yemen charity. So I gave myself a, maybe plus four is a bit high. Certainly plus three, I think. It was a quarter day's work, basically. Wow. So... Yeah, then that's... If it's a quarter day's work... Then like a couple of hours of equivalent of my work. So I think that's pretty good for... All. I think that's pretty good. So I think that's... Yeah, what did you say? Three? Yeah, uh, three, I think, is... Okay. Acceptable there. Yep. Okay, so that means I've got a net score of plus two versus your plus five. Game on, eh, Michael? <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and, and then this week, you've got your reusable water bottle purchase. What do you want for that? I think one. And then the search engine stuff. I'll give you one for doing that. I think if you do any sort of positive action... That's what a one is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it can be the smallest thing. If it's a thing that you had to do, yeah. actively do. Well, you had to go and buy... Did you have the water bottle already? No, no, you... I had to actually right, buy so one. Actually, I mean, that and almost... I went and bought it from a charity. I think I you're going to get went... two for that because you oh. actually had to go and do something and think about something. So it was like a you had to actively go and do something and then give it to someone. And then that's obviously more than just talking to someone okay. or doing something. So I'm going to give you two for that. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> I hope this isn't too boring sounding. I know, but I'm trying to decide if it is boring. Yeah, but I don't I, know. I just, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but it's, it is fascinating, right? I think it everyone is. likes knowing what score they're getting. So, and I think yeah. we're discussing what the scoring system is now, and we yeah. won't have to keep discussing it. People can come no. back to this episode and kind of go, okay, what were the scores? Um, this week, I so I decided if I'm working basically full time. Yeah, I'm not going to give myself a hard time about not actively doing charitable works, but I am going to consistently give to charities. Okay. So, and I'm thinking like by kind of setting that quite aggressively high. So this week I did like a quarter day's work again. Oh. In charitable donations, even though I only worked three days. But anyway, that's beside the point. But I think then that will also motivate me to find ways of saving that money by actually just doing something in real life when I'm not yeah. working or when I have got a bit more time. So if I set the bar quite kind of high for that, then I, I, that's my theory this week. So I gave to two different charities this week. I gave, I did like three spots for crisis, kind of Christmas homelessness support, yeah. Christmas, whatever they were doing. And I also donated to Best for Britain, who've got some Brexit stuff going on. So basically the stuff that passed in front of my eyes, I donated to this week. Fair dues. So that's done. So I'm going to give myself a plus three again and leave it yeah, at that. We're, we're not counting the, the stuff you're doing anyway. Well, I think we can. And I think once we've got an automated system. <laughs> <laughs> once, once Michael's written us some software. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of written it. But <laughs> like I've never really that? had the conversation with, with another person where we try and figure out what we should get. But I, certainly I think it would be you should get a recurring point for your electricity every week. And a recurring, like, I think those recurring things are just, you know, they've got to be done. And the more of those we can put together, the better. So there we go. I think there's an interesting conversation about, you know, can they be directly compared? I had a long chat with a friend yesterday. We haven't spoken to each other for ages. We sat on the phone and actually had a proper old school chat. And we were talking about the fact that we've both kind of used up our flying carbon footprint for life and probably for a few lifetimes, if truth be told. So for me, who's got family far away in another country, even though most of the time we take the time to drive there and take our mm. time getting there, occasionally I have to fly or I yeah. do fly. Maybe I don't have to. I'm constantly looking at how to do, you know, I'm sort of reviewing. Like We're going skiing this year, but we're going to drive to the ski resort. Mm. Um, three of us in the car, lots of gear. You know, we decided that was a, mm. a better way to do it. But then as my friend was saying, you know, if you're the kind of person that does three flying holidays a year, why don't you just cut one out? You know, like the con the context of me who's actively been trying to change my life for probably 20 years mm. with some negative blips around, certainly around fashion spending. <laughs> um, but I've always, you know, I've always done lots of things that have been environmentally conscious. For me to, you know, shout out my window, are you OK? For me, that's far more easy than for mm. you. So, you know, do we do we yeah. get points I think know, we should be rewarded for good habits. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I want to see what this looks like as we start keeping track. But now that you know there's points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe you'll kind of notice more stuff. I've had a very good week. Yay! You know, after after all my hand-wringing about my video production last week, I managed to get it out like a couple of days late, but it's actually gone down really well. Um, I've got like three or 4,000 views in the first 24 hours and just resounding positive comments, like loads of new subscriptions, on my, like more Facebook likes on my page in the last couple of days than in the last couple of years. Really? And like my YouTube's up to like 8.50 now from 7.50. I'm approaching the thousand that I need for that. I've also got a new nephew has been born. Oh, a new nephew's a been born. Cute little baby. 
I like. Uh, it's funny how these babies look so unimpressed when they come out. It's like, and, and I'm, I'm right there with them. Like my little niece, she was like, eh, eh. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's the correct reaction to this world. What the hell? <laughs> like just, I just, I just feel like the babies are just like, what is this fresh bullshit? <laughs> like every twenty minutes, like discovering some new, completely unreasonable thing to deal with. <laughs> I'm not surprised they do a lot of crying. And also, I went to visit someone yesterday who's who's setting up a studio space with a big performance space in like adjoined to this youth centre, like five minutes from my flat, less than that, on my bike. I'm excited about it if I can make it happen. It's got a little kind of recording booth in a bigger room. So there'll be like one or two other artists in the room and then I can kind of work in or outside my little audio production space depending on what I'm doing and kind of pay attention to what's going down there maybe do some stuff with the kids I don't know Um, and because it's funny because they've had this music program in the past but then they kind of ran out of money and there's all this like high-end audio equipment just kind of sitting there but it'll be half the rent that I'm paying on my current studio and a lot more kind of social and a lot more opportunities for collaboration and stuff there we go that's very exciting it's been good and, yeah, I finished up my contract that was hurting me as well. <laughs> it's uh, so exciting. Good week after some whinging weeks. I'm very happy for you. Right, you clicked on this podcast because you want to know tips. Five tips. tips for going viral. With Michael and Ivanka. Tip one, do stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about putting stuff on the internet that people will pay attention to. Click on, share, enjoy. So there are two parts of that. What kind of content are we talking about there? And then how do you give that the best chance of succeeding? So I think case in point... ContraPoints climate change video titled The Apocalypse. So title the apocalypse. Now, for, I I love contrapoints because she has this sort of Lynchian, like very sort of like I don't know what you call it, very stylish presentation. Yeah. Like a lot of work goes into it, into the audio, into the picture, and then it's obviously like a lot of kind of costuming going on. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah, very yeah. kind of like it's a performance. But, yes, it's a performance, but also always about very kind of subjects that you might not want to think about like or just might seem a bit hard so she's coming from a philosophy background and and is conscious that if you just start kind of spewing the names of philosophers at people their eyes are going to glaze over well if you haven't even read this then how can I even talk to you it's kind of the attitude of academics a lot of the time so this climate change video was the first time that Personally, I have internalised this 1.5 degree thing or the minus four degrees. So minus four degrees change is the last ice age. Um, We're heading for like plus multiple degrees. But if we kind of turn around now, we can maybe keep it to 1.5 degrees. And that's like the goal. And and then editing the podcast after listening, I was like, oh, yeah, Ivanka's talking about that all the time. But I just didn't really realise what that was. (laughs) I mean, it was a very sort of self-aware video in terms of I know you don't want to think about this and I'm going to field those kind of objections to that. So there's like a video within a video. Yeah. But just to try and make you watch it at the same time, knowing that you're going, well, there's nothing I could do. So I thought that was a pretty successful, certainly in terms of my attention, (laughs) worked very well. I I hadn't watched a ContraPoints video before, despite Mm. the fact that you talk about her all the time. But I did watch that one and there was a lot of respite in it Mm. because of the video in video style. There was like, here's, here's a really difficult topic. Here's mm. a bit of really nasty medicine. And now let's have some champagne. <laughs> like, yeah. And then back to the difficult topic. So you've got a worthy subject. Yeah. You've got a political stand you want to make. I mean, a lot of production went into that, but that was that's one way of getting people to watch it. I don't know what the view count is on that video. It's, quite, it's, one, it's, it may it's be the one, hundreds of thousands. Right. I think, it it I may be one of those things that I like. No, <laughs> no, no, and I also saw it come up separately. Ob- right. Obviously, it's on a, you know, it's the Extinction Rebellion feed, so mm. of course they're they're connected, you know, like they're, mm. the, they're going to use content like that. That's cool. But I did see it come up somewhere separately. But I do that. I mix and match the stuff I put, because I, I 
actively put stuff on Facebook all the time and I think I'm getting a bit more focused about it so I do kind of go and here's a nice story about how we can grow coral and here's a story about how the world is coming to an end oh and here's a story I mean from from I have to say like from someone that maybe isn't as focused on the subject it's all kind of like the climate stuff mm, oh god it's a banker banging stuff. on about climate stuff so again. but then that's me i don't know if that's everybody yeah sorry <laughs> what do you um <laughs> so, but I, I i and i want to i want to say something useful about that i think for it to feel like a kind of mixture of content you'd have to throw in a few more like vic and bob videos <laughs> like, <laughs> some actual this is just nonsense stuff so i I interviewed this campaigner as part of my research. He campaigns on quite a difficult topic. He describes the fact that he comes from a uh, investigative journalism background. So what he talks about, he knows to be true. Uh, and he was a very serious person. He was very charismatic. He was very high energy, mm. but he was very serious. He's not looking. I, I am not funny. I might be funny with my friends down the path. I'm not a comedian. And my objective is not to entertain people. Mm. But I have often had aspirations to motivate people to do something. So, for example, feedback I've had in my work. Uh, I had Somebody I worked with at LBI was leaving and I took her out for lunch. I was like, go on, can I have the feedback of the, oh, there's the Ivanka, you know, Ivanka doing an Ivanka thing again. She said, one of the things about you is that you have a visceral emotional reaction to what's going on around you. And that is a strength and a weakness. Mm. It means that when I think someone's an idiot, very, very hard for me to disguise what I think. Yeah, Equally, exactly <laughs> when I am motivated and feel passionately about something, nobody can doubt for a second that I am motivated and passionate about that thing. Mm. Or one of the things I do try and do, because I do have skills in this area, is to mm. try and work out what the difference is, what whether this gets action, mm. did somebody like it, click it, share it, and what are the things that don't get any engagement, and what are the things that actually prompt a conversation where, where somebody I know go, oh, yeah, I was listening to that thing or I read that thing you talked about and now I've done X. Mm. That's my answer to your your Facebook is full of climate change stuff. Sorry. Of course it is. Sorry, <laughs> I know. I know. I, know, I, 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 I think it's, you know, when you are f inside something and very focused on something, it, you see a lot more variation in it. So yeah. it's like when you come to a new genre of music, it all sounds the same. But to someone that listens to a lot of that music, it's like, no, what are you talking about? This is wildly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you started was consistency. Yes. Yeah, so, but <laughs> I often get people going, I finally listened to your podcast. Yeah. Which is like, you've been banging on about your podcast for a year and mm. I've been seeing, you know, the things come up on my feed mm. and I've finally given in and yeah. clicked on them. There is this thing from a marketing advertising point of view. Somebody needs to see your thing you know your your brand your work for seven mm. to ten times before they will actually consider right. taking an action and there is something about the sort of scattergun <laughs> scattergun is not good uh, you know there's consistency versus scattergun which mm. i think is interesting so, so it's what's like, an example of scattergun like um oh i don't know my approach to everything for the past several years probably an example of scattergun, I think, is just that sort of like mad burst and then nothing for ages. Mm. Or, I don't know, having some sort of consistency of quality or message, you know, makes a enormous difference. Mm. So again, one of the things I've learned from doing the interviewing on this project is that you don't really know. Nobody really knows what will make somebody take an action or not. And that's something we should probably have made clear from the very top. There are no rules to any of this. No, it's like if you think you spot a pattern, then forget about it. Because yeah, you've, you've you've imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> or if if there is one, then a thousand other people are going to kind of rinse that dry and ruin it before you can kind of get something done. And it's just going to not. That's not how it works. No. So there's like you know your vi your video that went viral. I remember us talking about it previously where, you know, you're not sure which particular action was the thing that made it snowball. Mm. Is that true? So the 
Graham Dunning mechanical techno video that I did that we shot. He had like a, I, well, like first I said, look, we've got to have a script for this because I don't want to waste any time. And then he went away and just sort of sketched out this idea, which was like a vague sort of parody of um, one of these sort of school, well, it's kind of like look around you style. If you've heard of that, I'll link to it. Um, and we just shot that very carefully. It was kind of boring. It was <laughs> like I cut it as tight as possible, but it was all very sort of measured and sort of boring. And it was quite a long video. But we just paid a lot of attention to detail. And in the audio, we kind of did this foley with this little pencil kind of going across the page. And when I just was mixing it, I just went and panned the sound across as the pencil went across. And then that ended up being like going viral because of the ASMR community taking it up on Reddit and loads of people just really loving these kind of quiet little sounds that make your head tingle got into it and it you know millions of people watched it and also like the subject matter was interesting Mm. Um, because, you know, the Graham Dunning does this, he stacks these records one above the other and each has sort of drum triggers triggered by it. So one will trigger the kick drum and one will trigger the hi-hats and another a synth. And he's, it's called mechanical techno. And, it's, and what's good is that it sort of suits the musical style as well. And in terms of him doubling down on that, that kind of came from him putting some little Instagram video up and that going weirdly popular and he got a gig at quite a good venue straight away out of just sharing some little experiment he was doing and he does loads of different stuff but he's ended up kind of getting known for this and especially off the back of that video is you know he's getting booked a lot a subsequent project that we did that they got a grant for this much more ambitious project the mammoth beat organ and, I, and they brought me in to produce three videos on that and um what's been interesting about that is that the work they've done on it is like even more crazy than the previous one which I, and i just think it's fascinating but the reason it hasn't gone viral i think is because it's sort of and some of the comments that people make on youtube they're really angry about the fact that it doesn't really sound like music that they would listen to it sort of sounds like out of tune recorders being blown in school or something and that sort of makes them very angry that so much work has been done on something that the music itself is sort of like it's a little bit on the kind of Avant-garde. Avant-garde, anything goes. Compare that to this marble video where there's all these marbles coming down playing the music. The music is very sort of easy and recognisable yeah. and has a bass line and chord sequences and a tune in a way that this is much more kind of abstract and sort of coming out of a sort of noise tradition that's pretty niche in terms of the internet. It's It did all right, but it never obviously broke through that thing of people that have a tolerance and experience with music that isn't the sort of music you hear on the radio or whatever, Spotify. But, you know, as we were doing it, we were, you know, hoping for a similar result again. So in that sense, I suppose, like anything that kind of like slows it down is necessarily yeah. going to kind of ruin its chances. I mean, there is something, what you were saying about it being easy to, to, to listen to and consume. You know, the reason people share these things like going, you know, the home is where the cake is, mm. is because... You're not really going to offend anybody. Mm. So you, you yeah. share this bullshit on your Instagram or you're saying it's like, oh, today, take a walk, smile at the stranger, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you're like, yeah, everyone goes, yeah, man, that's beautiful. But actually, the kind of things that you and I want to put out mm. into the world aren't necessarily comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And they're not cosy. And... I don't really know what the answer is at well, all. I don't think there is. I think it's fine. And that's why I think that ContraPoints video was so interesting. But, but that I wonder how many people watch that because it's still it's still edgy. Hmm. It still has yeah. an edge. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. so, so she, I mean, I don't think her target audience is, you know, Rust Belt white American. Hmm. But how do we get the, the, you know, difficult messages to Rust Belt American? I don't know. Well, um, maybe it or... is that kind of early adopter, long tail mentality. Maybe we need to, you know, it's one of these things where you can't really target the mainstream. You've got to target the early adopters. And then that sort of like then becomes fashionable and you get these, you know, these humps of adoption that people put graphs of. Whether or not, I mean, trouble is you never know if the hump's going to go up and down and up again. It's sort of like I certainly, in having this conversation with you, am not thinking about how to promote some sales thing. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> like, 
at all i'm thinking about and what you were saying about having a worthy message yeah. and how to get it across you know if nothing else happens off you know from having this conversation on this podcast if a few more people share more tricky messages or bother to engage in them that would be a good outcome as far as i'm concerned mm. i think one of the things that always surprises me with things like so the contra points when i did go and look at the the view count mm. and it, it was high it wasn't millions it had gone over a hundred thousand yeah. or maybe maybe three it was not insignificant by any stretch of the imagination but then there's lots of other things like that greta thunberg mm-hmm. The, the Greta Thunberg, her Twitter account, her Facebook. I mean, I don't know if she sees herself as being the kind of the person to follow, but I'm always amazed by how few followers she has. I don't know if that matters. Well, I mean, if you want to influence people, it does matter. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, it's all very well talking to a small set of people. thing is, the people we love... So in the same way that you've got Greta Thunberg, I've my musical heroes, Mouse on Mars, I, I kind of yeah, like, yeah. I finally get them to tweet something that I've done. And to me, that's the biggest deal in the world because they're my favourites. And, and I, I've got this disproportionate idea of how significant they are in the world. And then I kind of like actually look at their Twitter followers and it's like, oh, actually, yeah, <laughs> OK, never mind. <laughs> that's not going to make any difference. I mean, it's, to me, it's hugely meaningful. It's, it's hard because someone that you really fall in love with, can, it can actually be pretty specific and pretty niche. And in, in some ways it has to be, doesn't it? I mean, do people feel that same level of love and engagement for people or that aren't quite specific? Greta Thunberg, I think, is an example for me of someone that I think more people should be more impressed with. <laughs> so the, so most of the time I sort of retweet her and talk about her. I probably say something about her once a week because I think she's cool and I think she's doing something very powerful and that people should check her out. Last week, you know, we watched that Andrew Sims guy talk at Meaning yeah. and he was one of the talks that we were, I was quite taken with and we were both impressed with his, like, his sort of delivery and his passion. Yeah. It, so they've launched rapidtransition.org. Uh, they launched this rapid transition project. I'm not entirely sure what the project is, mm. but I've been trying to engage with them on Twitter. Now, I mean, I think I think I may need to put in a bid for a few points mm. okay. <laughs> for my sort of online uh, engagement with other people's stuff. Um, but I, I, so I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sure what they want you to do. They seem to be collecting stories of people doing rapid transition stuff. Mm. Um, and I did get a response from one of my, you know, I tweeted at them or mentioned them or something. But they, again, they've got very few followers. And I feel like they should they should be engaging with me more. <laughs> right. Given that they've but, not got that many people like, to engage with. Like, <laughs> I've got, we've got nobody. I've got loads. Let's, mm. like, combine this effort, shall we? Well, and I forget then, that you're um, a social media maven with all your Twitter. How many have you got? Well, not that many. You've got eight, a few. Eight, eight, eight thousand. pretty good. You know, I don't know how many of them follow me. But a lot, of them, a lot of them have followed you as a result of that Trump thing. So yeah, they yeah, know I, who, what you care. They haven't just followed you for some random thing that they've seen. They, they're kind of following you for you, which I think is a really big deal. I've not thought about it like that. Yeah, no, like because you <laughs> can... Yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. Because you could get 6,000 followers by just kind of paying some Indian company to kind of like just kind yeah, of yeah. click farm it. And that's knowing... I mean, that's the other side. You can always pay for this stuff, but it's completely meaningless because no one will ever see your stuff. But... Like, if you get people on board with the thing... Like, the hardest thing is to get people engaging with what you're doing for the reasons that you want them to. And I think because, you know, you sort of spoke up for climate change to Trump, a lot of people followed you knowing that. And that's kind of what, you know, that's what you're about, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think that's really good. Whereas you could kind of do something viral like i had a viral experience a few years ago where i made this dickheadometer where you just it, there was that song that went around i love my life as a dickhead and i just took each i was like i feel like some of those things apply to me so i made this little online questionnaire it's before that kind of took off as a big thing but um I just made this thing that asked you each line from kind of asked you each thing and then gave you a dickhead score at the end and kind of ended up crashing my server out because you know so many people were doing it and it was just going around everywhere. But I mean it's a throwaway thing and it can't lead to anything else. No. Unless my thing think, is about yeah. criticizing hipsters or not, 
which I, I, I don't really care. It's like you can have an idea that will become popular, but if it's completely divorced from your values or like anything you yeah, want yeah, to pursue yeah. I mean, yeah so i think this podcast is good because we're being consistent in taking a line that we can follow up and we want to accumulate even if it's slow to accumulate listeners we know that the people that are listening are listening for the right reasons and will hopefully be on board with us in the future yeah 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 and won't just unsubscribe as soon as we say something about yeah. the subject that, that they're like uncomfortable with One thing that is quite interesting, for example, there is a Brett Kavanaugh on Twitter mm. and, you know, he tweeted something, you know, it's not a great day to be called Brett Kavanaugh or something. <laughs> and his actual tweet has had loads more engagement than my tweet. Right. On the measure of, you know, on the Twitterometer. <laughs> um, and, but that, his, that tweet was just a funny tweet, right? It didn't yeah, have any worthy, it didn't have any no, message to it. Tweet. So it's, it's it easier to like, isn't it? Um, but what he didn't get, like, I got, just to boast, <laughs> you know, that tweet got me in print. Yeah. I got, I made it onto the news. Mm. I was on BBC World News, you know, on Skype. Mm. <laughs> By that time in the mm. evening, I was like, whatever. <laughs> but I did have a deliberate moment. And I think that sort of deliberateness of message, because mm. I think if we have a deliberateness of message, yeah. <laughs> it is please do something doing nothing is not an option mm. anymore you know being clear like that the the morning of that trump tweet i was sit sitting there and i made a conscious decision that i wanted to go on speak to piers morgan and say climate change mm. that was my you know okay i'm gonna do this because i want morning tv to talk to have somebody say climate change and it's going to be me the deliberateness of message of this podcast is we want to make sure we're doing enough mm. and by being public in that hopefully we'll make you know we'll encourage more people to do more mm. i don't know how this helps with the topic of our, of our but no, there's I something think about clarity of goal exactly. that is really important the consistency is the snowball like if you're not kind of consistent yeah, yeah. with what your values, with what you're doing, it can't accumulate. It's just like you're throwing a load of little snowballs in every direction, which I'm definitely guilty of. But partly because yeah. the other side of this and going back to Graham is like he was throwing a lot of snowballs and then one started rolling down the hill and he was like, OK, well, I'm going to focus on that one. Even though sometimes it's like, oh, I kind of wish I could do some of my other stuff as well. You do have to throw a lot of shit at the wall as well. Yeah. But yes, then... yes, you do. You do. Yes, you might have to throw a, a lot of shit at the wall, <laughs> as you put it. But like things that do help is if it's decent quality. Yeah. So production values, quality, it being evident that you've you put some time into this can yeah, make a yeah, big yeah. difference. So sometimes yeah. you can like sometimes you can just kind of do something quickly and it happens to take off. But the amount of work you put into something isn't is absolutely in no way an indicator of how well it will be received no not at all and this is the but, heartbreaking but you, thing about yeah. this sort of thing and, and yeah definitely and one of the things you sort of have to accept is that despite all your hard work and effort and quality and polish mm. it's just not going to be the thing that people get excited about i mean i know we said we weren't going to use acronyms and stuff but people talk about seo and search engine optimization and mm. there are things that you should do to make sure your user experiences of your website is good and that it's fast and that will help search mm. engine optimization but truthfully the thing that makes so for restaurants brighton the more as it's got better we've been able to make it more better <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like as it improves you can then spend more money on better content then you mm. can like you know better video like the, the first incarnation of the website had whatever photos restaurants sent us right which were very varied in mm. quality and so you know nick actively went on a photography course and bought a better camera and then right. got into food photography himself and pays people to do food for you know like and it's not always easy it's not always like one of the reasons we don't have guests yeah is this is what we can do yeah. <laughs> we can afford to do it and we can do it and it is a, a good enough quality that we're happy to listen to. But, you know, to get a guest involved starts getting more complicated yeah, to keep up the sort of... So it's like, We don't want to do that dodgy phone, low quality phone conversation no. thing. I kind of care about the audio fidelity being pretty good on this. Last week we were talking about procrastination and mm. the fact that also 
perfect is not the aim. Yeah, and this is why I've been so excited this week. Yeah, and, and definitely that perfectionism thing is that I set myself a month goal and it was it was a struggle to get that video out and I kind of missed my deadline and I, I spent a whole day of just basically trying to do something and then it just turned into that was just a learning day. I was trying to find, trying to figure out how much I could achieve in a day kind of thing and I didn't yeah. really know before then. I, well, I, I've done a lot of stuff but in, in terms of the style I was trying to do, I think if I hadn't given myself that deadline that I have to put something out now, I would have, I could easily have spent so much longer on that video that I released this week and yeah. a lot of it it might have been to its detriment as well so I might have gone too detailed on one fact or another or I might have like my diagrams aren't accurate because I kind of like drew the diagram and then I tried had to just get the thing working properly now that I'd shown how to make it and then it just there's a load of stuff like it needs an opto coupler yeah. and I mean, this and that but it wasn't really important to the video I came up with a technique that allowed me to kind of produce a video really the value of it comes from the work that I've put in to figure out the, the project and then yeah. like the editing and voiceover and all that stuff shouldn't really be a big deal but that can end up being quite time consuming because I can't just drill through my plate I've got to set up a light on it and point the camera at it and find an angle that looks all right and then drill that and hope that I don't mess up the thing in the process of drilling it but what's been amazing since that is I released that video it's like it's good enough and actually it's to a pretty good standard I'm already like nearly finished the next one oh. uh, because now I've got a technique and I've good. got something that I feel like I can keep going. I've even built myself a tool to kind of make that more streamlined so I can write my script in... You built yourself a tool? I built you, myself Michael a tool, Forrest. me! Like, <laughs> I, I can write my script and then I can turn that into, like, check a checklist in my video editing program and it just lays it out, record the voiceover and then it's just, OK, I just need to fill in all these shots and I'm done. I had to have that deadline to force myself to do the first one. I made the commitment about the monthly thing, which seemed like quite a long time yeah but given how much else is going on so I'm quite happy to be able to keep doing that now and I've got a technique and I've got a flow and I wouldn't have got to that if I hadn't given myself that hard deadline of I've just got it and, and it was painful you know it was, yeah, you heard yeah, me yeah, last yeah. week I was like just at yeah. the end of my tether I was so like frustrated with myself because I was like I can't, how do I get this thing out that video is very snacky it's very easy to consume mm because you have not let detail and accuracy get in the way of a good story. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's like, oh, well, it's not exactly correct, but anyone who actually wants to have a go at building mm. that thing can get in touch with exactly. you. Exactly. I don't. <laughs> Is it? But you can... so I was quite amused to watch the video. I thought it was clever, you know, like it was cunning, it clever, mm. you know. So it's just cool, isn't it, really? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. wow, well, I don't know why anyone would want to do this, but good on you, you know, that kind of. And it's easy to watch. There's nothing like. Uh, nothing uh, wrong you know, with it, obviously. Like, even the no. music, I made a decision to make yeah, it yeah. pretty, like, if... don't make it too interesting musically. Kind of like, use it the benefits of the thing but make it like really kind of dry sounding techno in a way i expected more music hmm. you know like if i yeah. had anything i was like oh but well what, i i you know i I didn't have time to put more music in. <laughs> That's the problem with that. I kind of but, recorded you know, what i recorded. Have a, maybe you could have a how to like that one and then a little you know a little bit of music is a separate video well i my next video i actually had like a five minute video of me performing it because that someone else helped me on that one so the next one is very much going to have a performance as a sort of separate oh, video and I, at some point i was just like i was just all i had time to do <laughs> was what you see and then yeah, i had yeah, to go yeah. home and cook dinner and like it was like <laughs> literally that was and that was after like three or four days later i was like yeah, i yeah, could yeah. probably but if people are asking for it and and people have started asking, so that's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. that's such a win for me. And, and you're right, it's the story, isn't it? Like and that's not even how I was thinking yeah. about it at all. <laughs> but yeah, I but just that's what it is. Yeah. It's like it's like when you're telling if you want to tell a story of how you did something and you want people to laugh, you don't need to tell them. Yeah, you need to tell the details <laughs> that make the story, not that oh, and then on the, on my way there, I was wearing a pink jacket <laughs> with some yellow shoes. It's like is that relevant? Story? Well, it's no. like a, comedians <laughs> will go, oh, yesterday this happened to me. Well, actually, no, it didn't happen to me. It was like a couple of years yeah. ago actually and actually uh, it didn't happen to me it happened to someone else and actually yeah, I actually made up yeah. most of it like they'll, they'll sometimes kind of break that thing because you know like to tell a story you just 
and I do that more now, like, oh, kind of what's the quickest way to say this? Let's not get... Yeah. But it's, it's easy yeah. to get bogged down in the detail, isn't it, when you're telling a story? Yeah, it's like... yeah. It's my, one of my favourite quotes in the whole world ever is that, I'm sorry this letter is so long, I didn't have time to write you a shorter one. <laughs> yes. And it is that sort of like, you know, get mm. everything out and then I don't, actually, this doesn't... I don't need that, don't need that, no need yeah. that. And that. But that's hard. That is hard, I think. In terms of writing things like that some some good tips on that is um write a whole draft in one go like a lot of people will um you'll kind of like start it and then you'll think oh well I'll finish that later but this is a piece of advice from Dan Harmon like write a whole draft in one sitting and then review that because if you sort of like stop halfway through you will never get into that same flow that you were in so I think the fact that I just kind of sat down and wrote three or four pages in final draft and that was the script and then just recorded it and then did it all meant that it was sort of like in that one tone whereas the alternative is you have all this footage and you try and kind of assemble it in an appealing way which can then just end up taking weeks and weeks and weeks and you're trying to find the story in the footage which is a completely different thing really but I think what means it's the same for reports that you're writing it's the same for you know if you were to write like a screenplay or something video this week that Christian Giordano sent me and it was a uh, I can sh- you know I'll share it but it was basically a, a science journalist who's been talking about climate change for the last 20 years whatever uh, talking about the way forward and he talks about the fact that in all his time of covering this kind of reporting as a journalist in the science there are two schools of thoughts and he calls them wizards and prophets prophets are people who think that the climate crisis can be solved by all of us going smaller and having you know having Mm. little communities that make their own solar power and you know knit their own socks Mm. Uh, and then you've got the wizard community that think it all has to be solved by technology and we're all going to live in these highly you know like dystopian i think (laughs) you can see which side of the poor life well this sort of future where we're living up in the air and the earth has been poisoned but we are alive and we are living but everything is enabled by technology but where does these like bio buildings like where it's kind of with along the lines of nature and trees are integrated all that kind of stuff by a special architecture that's 100 so so this is the thing that i like his conclusion is that actually is everyone needs to stop rowing about whether it's going to be the prophets or the or the wizard's future Mm. the future that would be the best future and the most achievable future is the one where they combine he had urgency at the end Mm. of his presentation it was like we need civil disobedience we actually that's the only way to get full social change so kind of Mm. big tick to the extinction rebellion community but also to the things exactly what you're talking about you know like living walls we've got all this technology there's no point pretending it doesn't exist Mm. it's here it's enabling us to have this conversation it is a platform where you can reach more people things can organize you know a petition can get signed in in minutes to have actually something debated in Mm. in parliament which would have previously taken ages if ever using these platforms these social media platforms and using technology and video production technology and sharing and all these kind of podcasts and everything is all part of the solution even yeah, if on the okay. surface of it, yeah. it's it's not. <laughs> yeah, technology got us in this mess. I really think it needs to pull its weight again because I certainly don't see backwards as an option. But no. I mean, not that that's what, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's the difficult thing about transport and flying. Mm. Flying's here. We're used to flying. We want to fly places. I think we just need to be more considerate about when and how we do it like you know my favorite Greta Thunberg she talks about you know they they wanted to fly her to some sort of an award Mm. ceremony she's like we should only be flying in an emergency Mm. yeah but you know feeding your family is an emergency if you've got to fly for work what are you supposed to do so you know um, I'm not saying skiing is an emergency 
Um, I'm not saying holiday is necessarily emergency, but you're not saying I, skiing I is an emergency. Well, <laughs> well, that's very generous. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's very hard. It's like, what's my emergency and what's your emergency? <laughs> my brain things. is overflowing with stress, and I need to go skiing. It is an emergency. trickiness of the current moment in our history is that you can't do nothing you can't do nothing something yeah well this is why I, I quite like the idea of making it competitive competitive altruism competitive caring I think I don't know I, I, I want to hear from listeners as well like oh, yeah, yeah. is that if we can like score each other I don't know I think it makes it a bit more People care about well, all sorts of meaningless it, stuff. This is where the blockchain comes in. No, the blockchain. We could make it into a crypto cryptocurrency app where you put you know, put your score forward and then it gets blockchained. <laughs> okay, score. maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think I think having a I'd I I'm up for being scored. I'm already pleased I beat you <laughs> well exactly there you go now I've got something to kind of like I've got I've got like a level it's like oh god I've only done three points this week and she's going to definitely get five it'd be good if I could kind of see your progress <laughs> throughout well, the week well that's so why I knew you know I... having it in a like a um, my fitness pal calorie exactly. counting shared thing mm. where you can go oh shit or the steps or whatever. Well, maybe I could like do a version of it for just the two of us to start with. That would save yeah. me a lot of having to design things and like think yeah, about yeah, onboarding yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And maybe we could kind of like bootstrap something that way because I have a lot of the technology already. It's just like I I needed to sell it yeah, and market yeah, yeah. it and like actually commit to it. Yes, <laughs> done good. Done good. Yes. couple of points I wanted to make and it's something you've touched on but to sort of succeed on the internet as I don't know anything you want to do photography is actually really important even if that's just what your profile picture looks like on Twitter I think like having a professional and I read this on something but actually having a professional looking profile picture on Twitter kind of changes people's perception of you straight away. If it's like some selfie or if it's some holiday photo, it's just it it's just a different sort of thing then. So, oh, <laughs> so I've told you this before. Um, so but it's it's quite hard. It's quite involved. I, like even to get I had to decide, am I going to start spending thousands of pounds on this equipment to be able to film stuff? But I made the decision to sort of go down that road because like really if, as soon as you're digital as soon as you're online like all that people are going to see is that photography is those videos and you've got to learn how to light stuff you've got to get a camera that uh, like different lenses have different effects like there's a lot of craft and skill that goes into that photography thing that can make once in a while a lo-fi video will get popular but most of the time what's going to break your very interesting project or your very interesting idea is going to have to have a certain amount of production value. And that's not necessarily something you can achieve on your phone. To compound that, even video like on your phone can be perfectly good enough as long as your sound is really good. And that's a whole art in itself. And it's only recently that I've even managed to get a studio where I feel like I can mix stuff that I know it will sound good on other people's, that I know how it will sound everywhere. And that's a whole craft and art form. And like, if, if you record something on your phone's mic, it's going to sound awful. It's going to look cheap. People are going to be like, whatever. And even if they don't know why they're dismissing it, your brain knows, even if you don't know, like this oh, yeah. is just kind of a bit shit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it is a fact of the human brain that, you know, we we have a, this is a usability slide, but, you know, people assume that products that look better are easier to use. Mm. For example, like the perception is more important often than reality. Mm. And here's just one, and one last little <laughs> anecdote. Like we talk to each other, we have a good chat every week for two hours. 
and we have our nice, uh, they're nice-ish, like USB microphones plugged in. But what I did notice once was we'd been talking and having a good chat. And then we, like, later that day, did like, FaceTimed. It was such a more frustrating, worse conversation because the audio quality was a bit shit. It was like, I, I feel like I'm not talking to you in the same way because no. the sound is just kind of a bit muffled, a bit compressed, a bit awful. And I don't know, it's like that clarity is something that makes a big no, well, difference. Not, it does interrupt. I, I, yesterday, my friend and I had this, I had this nice chat with, we, uh, we resorted to our landlines mm. We just had a nice, old-fashioned, holding a phone that wasn't cooking your ear, <laughs> not trying to see your face. But we could hear each other very well. And there was none of that. Sorry, are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> Digital you hear me? silence. <laughs> what was the last thing you heard? the last thing to talk about on this subject and I can't remember if I said this on the podcast but a realisation I had recently was the more easily something that you've made can spread i.e. is it an audio recording that can just be copied to a million computers in a fraction of a second or is it a table <laughs> that you've got to like put together and ship um, so digital stuff is obviously a lot it can propagate a lot faster so the faster it can propagate, the more people you are in direct competition with. I see. Right. So it is a fact that if the quality of my music, if, if quality is a metric of music in that way, is not on a par with Kanye West's or, you know, like Rihanna and if, if these records, that's who I'm in competition with. So production so you're, quality. You're well, you're just in competition with the best musicians in the world <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, from yeah, the yeah, perception yeah. of the listener like it's all coming through the same way and there's no way <laughs> so yeah. you can make something that is very good but if it's not as good as stevie wonder then it's going to struggle to compete um and so you know the the facebook feed the Twitter feed is a very, very competitive place. There's a lot of short little nuggets that can do well. You know, you can have a tweet that does well. You can have a thing like obviously like how much attention it requires is another factor in this. So three minutes of focused listening is a lot to ask someone these days, <laughs> horribly yeah, enough. Yeah. Whereas like reading 280 characters is reasonable for people to scroll through a few of those and find a few. But you've really got to think like you're not just this isn't just you and your friends anymore. This isn't just you and your town. This is you versus the best people at this in the world. Wow. So that's tough. That is tough. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, that's why, you know, we um, we kind of entered that that British podcast thing and like let's get people's vote. And then it's like, who won the people's vote? Uh, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo. Oh, right. <laughs> veteran radio presenters on the BBC for decades. All right, okay. And as far as a podcast listener is concerned, we're the same. Yeah. Like it's just as easy for their content to reach them as it is for our content. So that's that's tough. So either you've got to really find your niche that there is less competition in, or find some angle where you're doing something less scalable as part of that. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah. So something I was thinking, like maybe for my personal, my music Patreon, maybe I have a tier which is I will help you with your project. Mm. So there's only one of me 
But like I, you know, I, and actually that's some advice given to a lot of startups now. Like you look at Y Combinator, they're telling people, don't start from scalability. Start from actually like do a lot of work, make it unscalable because you're going to, it's going to put life into something that it couldn't have if everything was immediately kind of massively automated. But I mean, your video there can't be that but that's got to be a niche surely oh yeah well and and i'm sort of like standing on graham's shoulders with that as well obviously and a separate point that i was thinking was like if you do want to do something that is a bit different i think this idea of synthesizing two things is a better way of creating something different than having a lot of different things in a big melting pot so that for me was i've i've taken two things i've taken mechanical techno which i like the rhythms that it creates but i also like modular synths and i kind of want something small and portable and you just kind of that's two things combined it's very easy to see kind of like understand all the angles of it in a way that if you kind of have something with more inspirations and with more kind of like prerequisites from a lot more different spheres then it's going to be a lot harder to make something appealing maybe um, but yeah, we, 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 we can find niches by taking two things and joining them together, which is why like a new genre is generally techno exists as a genre. So now we can say industrial techno. So people already know what half they already know what those two things are. And now you've got a thing that people can sort of like internalize. And then you can make that what it is. Like I don't know if that kind of pertains to the point, but <laughs> in terms of finding a niche, I suppose is what I'm saying there. I think perhaps the message that's missing mm. is a persistence message. Well, yes. There's, which is, yes. A, you know, a lovely word at the moment. You know, this is, it's a word of the moment and yet she mm. persisted. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but there is a persistence thing. If you truly want to achieve something, you do have to keep at it. There's no, you know, like the consistency is the manifestation of persistence. Absolutely. You know, and ultimately, for example, if this podcast never reaches millions and millions of people it's doing me good mm. it's making me think harder and I, you know i'm okay with investing hours a day every of, week a couple of you know, billable a of, hours a day of billable hours a week <laughs> in being better mm. so you know and if it if it has a knock-on effect of making more people better then it will that you know well, we that, hope there's a snowball effect a, yeah, the, the yeah if it has a snowball effect great that would be a bigger reward for me but you know i feel it makes me feel better knowing that i'm trying to be better and that i've got uh, i've got to come in and talk to you and <laughs> what have you done nothing oh yeah <laughs> i'm looking for i'm really looking forward to my scores i really am oh, there we go and um and just to add to that something that can be very difficult and something that i have struggled with for my entire adult life is what is something that i want to persist at because yes. you know when you're interested in a lot of different things like what is something that is going to day to day give me something back and also kind of help me kind of achieve some of my more ambitious goals um so this podcast is a great example of something that i get so much out of so much focus so much like i don't know i'm just like learning things and kind of expanding my ways of thinking about things every week we we know what it is it has a structure that we can just keep going on and be persistent with it's a lot of work but it's self-sustaining enough that it's you know i'm not like uh, it doesn't feel like it's taking away from anything um no whereas you know in artistically i've never quite been sure what i'm <laughs> where i want to focus my efforts because i'm interested in a lot of things i just want to learn how to I, but sometimes picking any one thing to double down on is as good as choosing the right thing to double down on yeah and because yeah. then you give it a proper shrift, you give it a proper, you sort of start to unpick some of the details of it. And any idea you have, if you start doing it every week, every month, you're going to start to find the depth in it and develop skills, develop habits around it. So I think even like keeping score of our good deeds is going to help kind of exercise a certain way of looking at things that I think is going to lead to good things. Um, well, and, we're, we're going to give it a try. Yes. So hopefully that was useful and thanks for listening. Thank you very much for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com or you can email us hello at grandpodcast.com with your scores <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Or tweet us, Podcast Grand. Mm. Or tweet me at Ivanka. Mm. Or you can find me at michaelforestmusic.com and uh, all my links are in there. And just generally, is there anything else? Yeah, please write us some reviews. Please. That'd be really useful. Why On the subject some... of engagement. <laughs> please engage with <laughs> us. Being able to compete uh, with everybody else in the world. Start ratings and reviews do help. So if you could take a moment to just go and stick some stars on this episode if you've listened to it or the podcast overall or whatever any effort would be gratefully received thank you and thank you so much for the people that have thank you. and the people that i will not thank you in advance because that is an obnoxious thing to do i will thank you next week oh. <laughs> after you've done it <laughs> don't you hate that do you know, anyway. do you, do you know when you you once i was writing some email at work and yeah. you put some or somebody had written to you and they'd put thanks or, and he's like I haven't done it yet <laughs> and, and now every time at the end of an email I, I go to write thanks I'm like no Michael's right <laughs> as much of my life there's a, a couple of things that I do where I've got like a Michael in the back of my head going is that really what you want to do <laughs> oh god well I'm sorry for that spectre years of it accumulated I also have a little Greta Thunberg as well now <laughs> let's get our voices yeah. in the back of more people's heads yes <laughs> we'll profit alright yeah. thanks for listening bye everyone bye bye, bye.